Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The basis for our message is the gospel lesson read earlier, the account given of Jesus' instructions to the 72 as they're sent out ahead of him. Well, Sven Jr. was finally on his own. He got his own apartment. He sat down to make a cup of coffee, and he realized he didn't know how to do it. He didn't want to call mom and dad, so he went to the neighbor and knocked on the door. And the neighbor was only too glad to give him the instructions, tell him exactly how to make his coffee. And so he did. He went back and he made the coffee and everything was fine. Well, a little over a week later, he ran into that neighbor in the hallway. And the neighbor asked him, so how's the coffee making going? And Sven Jr. said, well, it started out really good, but lately it's, it's really gotten kind of terrible. She said, oh. And then he said, oh, by the way, how often should I change the coffee? Instructions are important, but they're not always understood, and they're not always carried out. And, and what's important for us today is to see that our Lord has instructions for the disciples. There's the 72 that he sends out. But notice he begins these instructions by saying that the harvest is plentiful. And in that context, what, he, what we see him saying to the disciples has some bearing on us. We also have received some of these instructions. We also are to carry them out. And so we're going to look at that. We're going to look at the instructions that Jesus gives. Now, some of the instructions seem rather strange. Take no purse or bag or sandals. Announce peace. Eat what is given before you. Stay at one house. If rejected, shake the dust off your feet. But really, the most important instruction, and the message that we need to hear, too, is that they are to bring a message, a message that the kingdom of God is near. That's what those 72 were to do, and that's really what we are called to do. But we need to understand, if we're going to bring that message to the world, what is the kingdom of God? And how is it that we're part of that kingdom? And that's what we're going to spend the next few moments thinking about. We're going to look at God's description of his own kingdom, and be reminded how that kingdom comes, and how it is that we are to share that with others. So again, God defines his kingdom really throughout the scriptures. We see it in the gospel lesson as Jesus gives the instructions. He tells them to announce that the kingdom of God is near. But before he does that, he tells them first they are to announce peace be to this house. We see a connection, right? Peace be to this house and the kingdom of God is near. There is peace in God's kingdom. We see that throughout the descriptions of the scriptures. We see that also in our Old Testament lesson. Not only is there a sign of peace as, as Isaiah speaks about the, the kingdom, but there's also an emphasis on joy. He calls upon the inhabitants of the kingdom to rejoice, and to rejoice that, that a joy that streams out of the abundance of God's grace and of his blessings. So God's kingdom is a kingdom of peace, and it is a kingdom of joy. So are we part of that kingdom? Do we see that kingdom around us? Do you see joy? Do you see peace around you? Well, here's the struggle, right? How much peace do you see as you look at the world? How much joy do you see? Or I wish you could ask it this way. How much division do you see? And how much pain do you see? You see, we live in a kingdom that's affected by sin. A sin that robs us of the peace and the joy that God intends for us. For you and for me. We're affected by it. And we see it on all levels, right? It's supposed to be a kingdom of peace, but yet internationally we see war. War is continuing in the Ukraine. 
We see that, that we are to have peace, but what about our nation? There's division almost over everything. Every Supreme Court case, every national event, every election is further illustration of the divide that, that takes place within our nation. We see it within family. What family isn't touched by disharmony or struggle? We see it personally in sickness or illness. Or one of the great evidence of sin or the lack of peace that we have is worry. Do you ever worry about things? Worry about your family? Worry about your friends? Worry about yourself? Worry about your nation? It's that worry that robs us of the peace. It's that worry that is grounded in sin. And we recognize this need for peace. We recognize the need for joy. The world recognizes it. The world is really quick to step in and offer you all sorts of products that are going to be the solution to bring you joy to your life and peace to your life. You can't turn on the TV or even listen to a podcast or whatever. There, there's some offer of something that's going to make your life better, bring joy to your life or peace to your life. But does it really? If it does, it's only for a moment. And we try to fix it. We, we try to make things better, but it doesn't work. And yet, the message of the 72 is supposed to bring, the message that you and I are to bring is a message of the kingdom of God and a message of peace. And it's a kingdom of God that does indeed bring peace. It's it's God's kingdom only that can bring peace. You see that when the disciples went out with this message that the kingdom of God is near, who's coming next? It's Christ. It's very clear. When Jesus sends out the 72, he's sending them out ahead of him to the places that he is going to go, with the message that the kingdom of God is near, and it's near in the person of Jesus Christ. In Christ, wherever he goes, the kingdom of God is present. He himself brings the kingdom. And only he can bring the kingdom. Only he can bring a kingdom of peace, a kingdom of joy, because only he can take care of sin. That's what he came to do. That's really what the disciples were announcing. He has come to conquer sin and all the things that rob you of your peace and your joy. He goes to the cross to take his sin, your sin upon his shoulders. Those that rob you of the peace that God wants you to have, that, that which brings, that takes away the joy that, that God intends for you, he takes it all to the cross and he dies. In his resurrection, he shows that he has conquered death. He has conquered sin. He has conquered all those things that rob us of our peace and of our joy. The resurrection is proof that sin has been defeated and this new kingdom has ushered in. Today, you are part of that kingdom because that kingdom comes wherever Christ is. And Christ is here today. Christ is present He's present to announce to you through his word that you are forgiven and that you are loved. Your sin has been taken care of. He is present in his body and blood, inviting you to come to his table to receive him and with him to receive the joy and the peace that he alone can give. You are part of the kingdom because of God's great grace and is coming to you to make you part of that kingdom. And now, he brings you joy. He brings you peace. You have peace. You are at peace with God. There is no divide between you and the Lord. It's been removed. It's been taken away. You even have access to God, invited by God to come to him, not only today, but every day in prayer, and to come to him in his word. And that's that peace with God that enables us to have peace with one another. 
we recognize that our relationship with God is a relationship based on forgiveness and of love. And we realize that within our family, amongst our friends, that that's the heartbeat, that the centerpiece of our relationship with them. Realizing we are all sinners and confessing to one another where we have failed and receiving the forgiveness of those that love us. We look upon one another as ones redeemed by Christ the crucified. When we realize this, there is joy. There is joy in being forgiven. There's joy in knowing that we are loved. There is joy in knowing that we have eternal life. But again, keep in mind, this kingdom is to expand, right? That's, that's at the heartbeat of what Jesus begins with, right? The, the, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest. Isn't the Lord saying that, that he wants his kingdom to expand? And just as those 72 were part about that expansion, you and I are part of that expansion. Because is the harvest plentiful today? Yes, the harvest is always plentiful. Because God's desire is to have everyone part of the kingdom, everyone to know his peace, his love, and his joy. But the whole world does not. And we are his ambassadors. And the beauty of it is that we just simply bring Christ to the world. That, 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 that's, that's our job. That's it. That as we share with others what Christ has done, as we share with others what Christ has done for us, as we share with others God's love, we're bringing them Christ. When we bring the gospel, when we bring the word of God, we're bringing Christ. We're extending God's kingdom to others. What they do in that place of the kingdom is between God and them. But our responsibility is simply to share the kingdom, to bring Christ through his word to others. And so we do. And we also follow Jesus' command to pray, to pray for the workers, to pray for ourselves that we would indeed be able to do that, to pray for others that they would go forward with this wonderful message. We want, we rejoice in being part of God's kingdom. We want to share it with the world. Again, the kingdom of God is a kingdom of peace and a kingdom of joy. It's a wonderful promise because the peace and the joy we have in Christ is not temporary. It's not just for a moment. The peace and the joy that the Lord has for you is eternal. It's yours today. It's yours tomorrow, the next day, and the next. It's yours for the months, the years to come. It's for all eternity because it's a joy grounded in an eternal God and his eternal love for you. And it's a peace grounded in an eternal God and eternal love for you. It's something that we possess through all eternity. And what comfort it is to know that this peace and this joy will never come to an end. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding guide our hearts and minds to true faith, to life everlasting. Amen.